You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. You know, something we don't talk about on Lightworkers Lounge is pregnancy, fertility, conception, birth. I love those topics. They fascinate me. I have a stellium in the sixth house, so health and women's topics are a big part of my life this lifetime. But we don't talk about it. And quite frankly, it's because this show is based off of real life stories, things that I've lived through, things that my guests have gone through. And that's one thing I haven't traveled down yet. But what you guys don't know, because my Scorpio stellium, <laughs> yes, I have an eighth house stellium too, keeps my cards close to my chest with some things. And I have tried to get pregnant before. A lot of you guys know that I was previously married in my 20s. And my then husband and I, after being married for about four years, decided, let's have a baby. Let's try and have a baby. We weren't financially stable as much as we wanted to be. Like, we didn't have a home. We weren't really that stable in our careers. But it just felt right. And, you know... We had given our children, a boy and a girl, we picked out names. We intuitively knew that our first would be a boy. So we had his whole first, middle, and last name picked out. We didn't really talk about him like he was there, but we had the name picked out. Um, We also had a girl's name picked out, but boy just felt so heavy. It resonated much more. It was a spiritual thing, you know? We would look at kids and say, I bet that's what they're going to look like. Stuff like that. And, yeah, sorry for the long pauses here. I'm just racking my memory going back in time and remembering this. It feels like another lifetime ago. And, you know, I hope my ex-husband doesn't mind me sharing this. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, Steph, what does your ex-husband think? You share so much of your past relationship and... He has a platform. I mean, he doesn't right now, I don't think, but he has every right to create a platform, and I wish he would share his side of the story. But that's his journey, not mine. And this is my side of the story. So we had tried to get pregnant for eight months, and at the time, I was a holistic health coach teaching women how to balance their hormones to have better metabolism, have better skin, hair, energy, but also, most importantly, to conceive and carry a child. I was literally coaching people on this while I myself was trying to get pregnant, and it wasn't working. Every month, I think for the first three months, we just said, okay, we'll have unprotected, no birth control, sex, and call it a day. Um, this is how in tune I am with my body, and you'll hear us talk about this, Belle and I, on the podcast. There's a cat walking in front of my window. Um, you'll hear Belle and I talk about all natural forms of birth control. That in itself could be another podcast, but I have not been on any form of birth control since I was 18, nor will I ever. I'm extremely... With my sixth house stellium, I'm extremely in tune with my body. I know exactly when I'm ovulating. I know exactly when I'm fertile and when I'm not. Not everybody has this. 
everybody can, but, you know, don't take what I say and go do what I do without being really, really sure of your connection to your physical body. But with that being said, I started to say, okay, like, let's not try to not get pregnant. Let's try to get pregnant. First three months we tried, nothing happened. And to all my ladies listening to this who have tried to get pregnant, thought for sure they were ready to be a mom with the right partner, so your ego said, and they sit on the toilet and they see that their period has begun And that feeling, that collective feeling that all of us feel when you see blood coming out and you think, well, wait, is it implementation blood? Is it sign that uh, that it worked? And then it turns into your period and you're like, what's wrong with me? Is something physically wrong with me? Am I not meant to be a mom? What's wrong with me? You know, I'm a woman. This is the whole purpose of my body, my entire body from my nipples to my ovaries to my wide hips. This was all made to carry and birth a child. Why can't I fulfill that one purpose? It's a very primal letdown and a very primal feeling to think, wait, this is supposed to work the first time. Why isn't it working for me? I know, I've been there. But then I started to say, okay, maybe I don't know my body as well as I think I do. So I tried peeing on ovulation sticks. I'm sure some of you have heard of that, but if you haven't, you can track your ovulation like down to the hour with ovulation tests. They're similar to pregnancy tests. And they tell you that, yep, you're ripe for conception. So I started doing that for a few months and still nothing. My periods were perfect. I've never had pain, sore boobs, mood swings. Like, my hormones were perfect. I mean, I coached people on how to make their hormones perfect. I knew what to do. But for some reason, I couldn't conceive a child. And it was eating at me. Like, what's wrong with me? Of course, it could always be your partner. It's not always a woman. It could always be the male partner. But as women, especially women like me who think like, wait, I'm so healthy. This doesn't make any sense. We really start to question ourselves and maybe I'm not meant to be a mom. Maybe this is a sign from the universe, but you know, long story short, here's the spark notes of that. I intuitively knew that there was a massive energetic block between my ex-husband and I when we had sex to try and conceive. It was, it felt very much like a chore, like something we were doing as a chore, just to get something done. It didn't ever feel like making love, exchanging energy. You know, what does sex stand for? Sacred energy exchange. Jeffrey agrees. (laughs) If you guys can hear my pug in the background. Um, it never felt like that. There was never no sparks and magic of, oh, it happened. I know it happened. I felt it. (sighs) So... You know, we ended up getting a divorce a little over a year after we stopped. After, you know, after about eight months of trying, I said, hey, listen, like life is too stressful. We're moving to Colorado. There's too many moving pieces right now. And we're too unsettled, which is probably why we can't conceive. So let's just give it up for now and talk about it later. So we moved to Colorado and we eventually got divorced. So... But I remember at the end of our divorce that when we were filling out all the uh, final papers, 
there was a whole section on child custody and we were like, oh, thank goodness we dodged that bullet because this would be a lot more difficult than it is. Like, you know, it was somewhat of an amicable split. So we were at a level of comfort where we could actually say that to each other. Like, oh, we dodged a bullet like spirit guides looking out for us. And um, I don't know if he said this out of anger or just out of blunt truth, but he said, you know, every time we tried to conceive deep down I felt like don't let this happen because I know we're not in love and I remember looking at him thinking wow that is such a confirmation that nothing's wrong with my physical body and you know usually most people who are running on ego would take that and be super offended by it like wow you asshole but I was I was happy about it like wow that's exactly why we couldn't conceive. I'm not infertile. You probably aren't either. We were just so energetically mismatched and our soul contract had expired years ago that the universe was just standing, tapping its watch, saying, what are you guys doing? Like, just separate so you can go have your life and you can go have yours. Like, come on. So I'll never forget that conversation, the way he looked at me when he said it and how I felt when he said it. It was a very powerful moment in my journey to motherhood because I'm still on that journey to motherhood. I'm not actively trying to get pregnant with my current partner, but I do see children on the horizon for me. And um, my current partner has children from a previous relationship, which is not how I saw my journey to motherhood beginning, but it's been, it's been interesting and fun, and very sweet. I love his boys like they're my own. They're my bonus boys, and uh, I just love them. But yeah, you know what's weird is you guys often, who follow my personal Instagram, you guys often, I don't know if some days I just look a little more puffy than others, because my body is so sensitive. If I eat salt two hours before bed, I'm waking up an Oompa Loompa. (laughs) But Sometimes you guys will DM me and be like, are you pregnant? Are you trying to get pregnant? And for some some of you listening are probably like, that is the most invasive thing to say to a woman. But I don't mind. I've got Sag Mercury, Sag Sun, like, bring on the truth. <laughs> I love it. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. And I remember one time I said something like, I'm studying a birth chart. And like 10 people DM me and said, whoa, I thought you said I'm studying a pregnancy or something like that. It's just... It's almost like you guys are attuned to spirit babies and you can see mine floating around my aura when you look at my Instagram videos or my Instagram pictures, something, because it's quite a lot of you that make these comments and I don't think you're wrong. Again, I'm not pregnant. Uh, I don't know when I will be. I do suspect it will be in the next three to five years. I do have a strong feeling about it, but that's for my spirit babies to decide, not me. I feel very I feel very calm about it. In my 20s, I was so like, oh my God, I'm 28. I need to have a baby now. I'm getting too old. Ah. No, not anymore. I feel healthier at 32 than I felt at 27. So physically, ready for it when it's ready to come. I just, I feel more grounded. Like it's not something that's no longer a chore. It's no longer something I have to force. It just feels like, You know, the universe has definitely had my back when it comes to my journey to motherhood. I just intuitively, strongly feel like everything has gone to plan. 
and everything is still. Like, I'm exactly where I need to be in my journey to motherhood. Now, how I got into spirit babies is because during those eight months when I tried to conceive, I was like, I know that nothing is physically wrong with me or my partner. This is a spiritual, energetic thing. And I don't remember how I was led to this book, but it sure popped up and I read the entire thing, covered it back in a day. It's called Spirit Babies by Walter McKitchen. And I coach so many of you still through intuitive conception, carrying a child. I, you know, you, people are still gravitating towards me for help in that arena. But I always, always, always recommend this book. It's Spirit Babies, How to Communicate with the Child You're Meant to Have. So not only is it great for women who are tr actively trying to conceive and become mothers, it is a really good book for people who have gone through things like abortion, miscarriage, adoption. Oh, it is a juicy, juicy book. Walter, he has passed away since he wrote that book, but he was so good at what he does. Oh, so because I talk about that book so much and because motherhood just seems on my mind a lot lately, I decided for Lightworkers Lounge season two, I would get a spirit babies communicator on the podcast. So I reached out, I just did a little Googling and I reached out to someone called Katnika and she had wonderful YouTube videos, great books on spirit babies. And she had told me that back in August, she just kind of recalibrated her soul contract here on her time on earth. And she said, I no longer do the spirit babies things. Uh, my work is still available, but I no longer communicate with them. I'm being called to do something else. But I have a really good recommendation of a client I worked with who is now using her journey, her eight year journey to conceiving her now son as being a spirit baby specialist. Her name was Belle. I said, okay, yeah, sure, give me her email. So I reached out to Belle, and it was an instant and very synchronistic connection, as you'll see when Belle shares that story. So thank you guys for listening to this long intro. I just feel like my journey to conception was a really good prelude into this conversation with Belle, even when I repeated a little bit throughout. So... If you're listening to this, you're in for a treat and just to be amazed with Belle's story and just know your spirit babies sent you this podcast. Without further ado, here is Belle. So Belle, have you ever heard of the game We're Not Really Strangers? I have not. No. Oh, it's a card game. You should follow them on Instagram if you have one. They might even be on Facebook. At, we are not really strangers. It's just a card game where you get to know someone. They ask really in-depth questions. Ooh. I've never needed a card game for that, but okay. I know, say, <laughs> me either with my Scorpio stellium, but it's fun. Yeah. So the card yeah. I just pulled, what's a non-negotiable in your life? A non-negotiable in my life, exercise. Ah, me too. In a spiritual practice. If I don't get alone time to just recoup every day even if it's 20 minutes whew, recharge yes. my batteries exactly yes wow now you're a taurus and your son's in the third house you are a voice for the collective you're a voice for us all wow and you create you you just created a documentary series yeah I, i'm in the process of creating we haven't filmed yet obviously because we were supposed to film uh this year 
but it hasn't happened yet. But look, the journey, um, the spark came to me in 2010 when my husband and I were traveling from um, California all the way to Panama doing that whole surf trip along the Pacific coast of Central America. And at the time I was like, oh my God, this needs to be a documentary series, but for women. So I knew then that it needed to be a documentary series for women. And if I go back all the way to being a child, you ask anyone who knew me, I said I was going to be a famous movie star, right? My soul, my young soul came in knowing I was here to make a movie. It absolutely knew. Of course, my little self thought Hollywood, you know, but, you know, now it's uh, unraveling and it's becoming very apparent that it was never Hollywood. It was a movie for the evolution of humanity. Wow. Look at that. And, you know, your birth chart, I was looking at it briefly before our call. You have a seventh house stellium. This lifetime is all about relationships, but also Libra creativity. Cool. Wow. I've not had my birth chart done before, so this is exciting. Yeah, you have three planets in the seventh house, and that's the house of partnerships, bringing balance to the way we live. That's wow. you. Yeah. What? And so, what's your docu series going to be about? It's called Surf the Wild. It's called Surf the Wild Woman, and it's an adventure story where we have five women driving from California all the way to Panama, and we are surfing the Pacific coast of Central America. And it's really a story about birthing and living your best self, ah. living your life in alignment to you, however that looks to you. And for us, we love travel, we love freedom, we love self-expression, we're artists, we we just love exploring the planet. That's how we, you know, express our wild woman. We're not saying that's how you have to do it. That's how we do it. So it's a journey just showcasing this expression of the wild feminine. So what are you filming with? Do you have a film crew? or? Yeah, there's a crew of 23 and a cast of five. And I signed a distribution deal with a company in America called Global Genesis Group. It started off with me just trying to do like a guerrilla style, really cheap production. And it's just morphed into this $3 million project, which it's had a mind of its own. That's incredible, as all art does. That's so neat. So it's just going to be you and four other women? Yep. Driving down and just, I love how you said birthing yourselves, because that's what we're going to talk about today is spirit babies. Yes. Share the story. You said it so beautifully in the email, but share with the guests how we found each other. Okay. So there's a lady back then she went by Kate. Her name is Kate, Kate Street, and now she has morphed into another version of herself, which Mm -hmm. is Katinka. Um, But Kate had a contract with the Spirit Baby Realm for many, many years. She was a pioneer of this realm really way before her time, way before, you know, higher dimensional parenting. Like she was talking about parenting in 5D 10 years ago, right? So she was way ahead of her time. And and the journey to bring my son forth, um, it was really interesting because initially it was my daughter that was communicating with me and I started having all these kinds of dreams and I knew it was my daughter communicating with me and I was really sort of curious about this. So I started, you know, Googling and looking online for, you know, somebody that knew this shit that like could confirm that I wasn't crazy, right, that I was actually having this communication. So this is how I found um Katinka, and she had a whole heap of, you know, videos and um, programs for communicating with your spirit baby. And that's how I met her. And we stayed in contact over the years. And when I finally did conceive eight years later, um, I reached out to her and we had this beautiful exchange. And I just thanked her so much for helping me on my journey. 
And then, you know, as it came forth, it became apparent that I now was meant to serve the spirit baby realm. And as it turns out, Katinka sent out an email a few months ago saying that her contract has now ended with the spirit baby realm and she was no longer going to continue with this work because she was now going in a different direction. And I had already been in the process of creating all this spirit baby content. So I emailed her and said, oh, hey, you know, only if it aligns, are you willing to pass the baton to me? And she was like, oh, my God, yes, sister, yes, truly. And this was just a few short weeks ago that, you know, she then emailed me, you know, via you. It's just crazy that you found me through Kate. So it's, you know. Yeah, so it was only a couple of weeks ago that you asked, hey, pass the baton to me and let me take it. And then, boom, here I randomly show up like, hey, I know you probably don't know who I am, but do you want to come on my podcast talk about spirit babies? Exactly. And, you know, I've spent the last six months creating all this content for spirit babies and it's nearly ready to go. It's nearly all ready to go live on my website. And I was thinking, how the hell am I going to get all this stuff out to the world? I have a very small following on Instagram. I'm like, what am I going to do? And it's like, you know what? Just trust the plan. Trust the plan of yourself. Trust the plan of the spirit babies because the spirit babies commanded that I make this content. They're like, my higher dimensional mama, she needs to hear this. And when I opened the portal to communicate with the spirit babies and I created this content, I grounded myself. I did a meditation. I said, all right, if you've got a mama that's going to hear this stuff, come to me. And there was thousands and thousands of spirit babies. And I was like, oh my God, slow down. I can't hear you all. Just choose one spoke person and, you know, I'm a channel. Fucking hit me. Sorry. <laughs> you know. Oh, you can, you can cuss all you want on this show. We don't give a shit. But that's incredible. So you said, hey, if there's any mamas out there that need to hear what I'm saying, spirit babies, come and tell me. And it was just. So it's all the babies of those mamas who are going to find these programs, are going to use this program and are going to hear this content. They're babies. Their babies are already communicating with them. Their babies are already, they're already here. Like if you are yearning for a baby, then your baby is yearning for you. And it's the baby's yearning which precipitates your yearning. Your baby's already communicating with you. And if you land on my website and you find my content, your baby's already speaking to you. And that's why you're there. So it's amazing. That's so intriguing. You know, I'm not a mom yet, but I definitely have been feeling, and I don't think it's necessarily the biological clock. I could care less about that. I'm healthy. I trust my body, but it's definitely been creeping up lately where it's like, I used to be all about my career and my growth and my dreams. Now it's like, well, wait, I kind of want to feel the experience of being pregnant, carrying something in the womb, connecting with it. And so I have been talking to my spirit baby for years now. I don't talk about it much on the show, but I know who this person is. I've already given them a name and everything. Usually they give you their own name, but um, yeah. And and if the name is either, it's a name that the baby's intuitively given you or, you know, some babies have their own path, like my son, um, actually, like I said, it was my daughter that I was communicating with for eight years. And right before I conceived, it's kind of a story in itself, but the night before I actually conceived, I had this wild dream and my son came to me and he showed me his whole entire life path and what he was on the planet to do. And he's on the planet to usher in a new paradigm of technology. And he's here to bring forth technology that will heal the planet. That's what he showed me. And just as it was time to leave, he said, you have to go now, mum, I've got planning to do. And I said, oh, hang on a minute. What do you want to be called? And he said to me, I trust you, mum. Just choose something classy and something stylish. <laughs> wow. 
Oh my God. Yeah. I, I know my child's name and I think, well, this is so different. It's not like Samantha or Stephanie or John or Tim. It's so different, but I'm like, this is their name. You know, you know, when you know, and yes. there's nothing anyone can say that's going to get you to change your mind because right. well, that's what I want. Yeah. Right. So let, let's break it down for the listeners. What is a spirit baby? You and I know, but for someone who's brand new to this, how would you define a spirit baby? I would define a spirit baby as a soul who is being ready to incarnate onto the planet. So they're in this realm that, you know, I refer to as the spirit baby realm. So, you know, these souls may have had other lives. It might be their first life, you know, on earth. They might be very, you know, sort of evolved souls that are coming to help the planet or they might be coming for some other reason. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, no doubt your soul is coming through to serve the evolution of humanity or you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So they're residing in this realm and they are basically hanging out with mama and papa or mama, depending on how you're bringing them forth. They're hanging out. They're they're getting, you know, they're following you around. They're enjoying your life. They are living your life with you and they are feeling what it's like and, and they're around in this realm, in this dimension. You just can't see them because they're vibrating at a different frequency. Yeah, I feel that. You know, my spirit baby's journey, how I discovered the phrase spirit baby is I was previously married and years ago we had tried to conceive and we tried for eight months straight and get this i was at the time a holistic health coach teaching women how to holistically conceive not necessarily spiritually but just you know let's balance your hormones let's clean your gut things like that and so there i was teaching other women how to prepare their physical body to get pregnant and i couldn't even get pregnant and i just thought okay I'm very in tune with my body. I know that nothing is wrong. Ovulation is perfect. My ovaries are healthy. There's something beyond physical going on here. And then that's when I just stumbled upon this book. Oh, yes, Walter. Walter, Spirit Babies, How to Communicate with the Child You're Meant to Have by Walter. He was the Mac Daddy pioneer. Oh, I just... Walter was the Mac Daddy that's how I found Katinka because I looked for Walter. I know that he's deceased now, but that's how I found her by just doing a little research because spirit babies, there really aren't a lot of spirit baby readers like Walter was, you know, he used to give readings to people trying to become pregnant or just wanting to communicate. There's really not any more Walters out there. Why not? No, I I want to be, um, you know, talk about that as well, because you asked me if I do readings and, and, Walter was, you know, in a paradigm where we didn't have access to fifth dimensional consciousness. We didn't, well, maybe some people did, but, you know, most people were living in the 3D paradigm and the 3D reality. And, mm. and the, the concept of actually an everyday person being able to communicate mm. with their spirit baby was just not mm. fathomable. So he was able to access that realm. So therefore he offered readings. Mm. What I'm offering in this new paradigm in this new way is that every single person on this earth can communicate with their spirit baby because the frequency is now there. You don't need to have a reading. You need to learn how to listen and to communicate and open your heart to that doorway. Ah, there it is. You know, that's what we try and tell people on Lightworkers Lounge. They always say, how can I become a lightworker? Am I a lightworker? I say, everybody is. Even your aunt and uncle who's super religious and don't believe in any of this, they're lightworkers. It's just a matter of who's awakened to the fact that they are. Everybody is. Yes. 
So, you know, going back to uh, when I was previously married and we tried to conceive, it didn't work for about a year. And then we just gave up and then eventually got divorced after that. But as we were signing our divorce papers, we both said, wow, thank goodness we don't have to do this and split a child. And he had said, you know, the energy, every time we tried to conceive in his mind, he knew we weren't in love and that we didn't want to be together, as did I, just deep down on a subconscious level, we knew. And I think that, I mean, what do you think? That energetic block could definitely prevent I think spirit babies, yes, that would prevent, like every spirit baby has their own soul contract. Some babies, you know, need to come through knowing that they are wanted, that they are loved and they are needed and wanted by both parents. That's in the spirit baby's contract. Some other spirit babies, they really only care about the mum. They don't care about who the dad is. They're just like, they're coming for that mum and the dad is like sperm donor. They don't really care. And, you know, that sounds harsh, but the the spirit babies all have their own contract. And some spirit babies, they care about the dad. They don't actually care who the mum is. They know it's the dad that I want. You know, so it really depends on the contract of the spirit baby. So, yeah, if you're not conceiving and you're not in love, then, yes, that is a block for your particular spirit baby. Mm. It doesn't mean it's a block for somebody else's spirit baby. It's ah, really is up to the spirit baby, what they choose, so what they need. And that's why it's so important to communicate with your spirit baby because what your baby tells you might be entirely different to what somebody else's spirit baby tells them because they have different contracts. Yeah. You know, as I was going through my divorce, um, it's never an easy process to decide and sign the papers. And it's just never easy, no matter the circumstance, but I would meditate towards the very end and just ask my spirit guides for help and support. And towards the very end, how I finally got the courage to sign the papers was my spirit babies came to me. They looked me right in the eyes and said, listen, he, meaning my ex-husband, he has children waiting for him. You also have us waiting for you. But until you separate and end this soul contract, we can't get to you. And we're bursting at the seams to come into your life. Exactly. So we- Not the right papa, not the right mama for yeah. your individual children. Yes. yes, exactly what I'm saying. So I thought of my ex-husband's future children and my future children. And I said, okay, for those spirit babies, I will do this hard earthly pursuit. And that's yes. when we ended it. Yes. Yes. Wow. And, and it, it's challenging soul work, you know, to really face that, oh, wow, I have these spirit babies here, but I'm not with the right partner. And that, you know, that can be a very, as you've experienced, a very hard, you know, experience to go through. Yeah. You know, as a, as a holistic health coach, I used to work with a lot of very healthy, vegan, fit women all the time. And they would cry to me, you know, as you know, with your conception journey, it's, it's tough when you get your period every month and you feel like you're doing everything right, but it just won't work. And they would cry to me and say, how come it doesn't work for me? But my sister, who's so unhealthy, she's overweight, she drinks, smokes, she's on her fifth child. Why is this happening? Could I that mean, be- part of that I really want to address with these spirit babies coming through, if you are listening to this podcast your spirit baby will not come into desperation. These spirit babies, they want you to be living your best life. They want you to be fulfilling your every desire. They, they don't want you to be waiting to get pregnant. They want you to be out there living. Then and only then will they come in to this paradigm. They're like, uh-uh, I'm not coming into that. You be, yep. you don't work at that job that you hate. You're not, no, you're not in that relationship you hate. You get all that sorted. And then I'll come. They are absolutely calling you to step into your best self and then they'll come. 
Ah, whoa, we, we got what we call truth bumps on the episode, <laughs> truth bumps. Now, what about the kids? Like, I'm a product of this. I, I really don't even know my dad's, for, based off of what you said earlier. I definitely came through just to be with my mom. I have no connection to my father whatsoever. But what do you think about, like, I'm dating someone now who's got two children from a previous marriage. and It's sad. It's hard. Co-parenting's never easy for any party. What do you think about those spirit babies who come here and then the couple gets a divorce shortly after? It's almost like that baby came to separate that couple. Well, again, that comes down to soul contracts. We never know what a soul is here to experience on this planet. And Mm -hmm. in their soul contract, it's, okay, I want to come into these parents. The parents are going to separate. I want to experience, uh, you know, this experience. Like we cannot judge and experience because we don't know what a soul is here to come and be witness to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so there's no, when you look at it this way, there is no feeling sorry for people. Of course we can have empathy for situations, but there is no feeling sorry because at a soul level, everything is a choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Walter's book is so good. It talks about miscarriage, abortion, infertility, adoption, it covers all those realms of spirit, baby. So share your story. I know that it took you eight years to conceive your son. How old are your children now? Uh, my son just turned one. Oh, he, oh he's a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. Oh, a baby. And, and what's his name? His name is Makayo. How did you come up with that? I had an overwhelming urge to go to Hawaii when I was pregnant. I couldn't explain it. I just had to go. And I went to Hawaii and just surfed on Oahu and in Waikiki in the summertime. And Makayo is a Hawaiian name. Oh, I so love it. How it came. Yeah. I don't even know what he looks like, but I can just tell that that is so fitting for him. Yeah, it, it absolutely fits him. Yes, he's a baby. So this, like I said, this is all very fresh for me. And that's why my contract has now begun, because it's all very fresh. And I've only just recently been through the journey of you know, trying to conceive for eight years and then finally conceiving and then bringing through my son. Yeah. So take us all the way back. When you were younger, did you want to be a mom? Were you one of those girls who said, I can't wait to be a mom someday? No, I was not. I um, I have four brothers and a sister and my sister had a child when she was very young. She was 15 and it was like very hard to witness her. I was only 12 at the time. So to witness her being a parent and how challenging that was for her. I was like, "Mm -mm, I ain't doing that, you know? So I obviously just um, packed up my backpack and went traveling overseas for 10 years and, you know, had the most amazing life. And it really wasn't until I was probably in my early thirties that I started feeling like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, call in a baby. And it was, you know, synchronistically when I first got the download to create Surf the Wild Woman, the film, um, traveling through Latin America in 2010, that's really when I, my husband and I decided, okay, we're ready to call in a baby. So, you know, it was all synchronous and it was just, you know, we're trying every month I would get my period, every month I would get my period. And, you know, like other women, I was healthy, I was fit, you know, and I was just like, would become a mess and I would be crying and I would feel terrible. And I went through that whole process of being jealous of other women not even trying to get pregnant and it's a very challenging place for a woman to be and I went through that for years maybe four years of this feeling jealous and resentful and all of that and at some point it got to the place for me where I just 
let that go. Like I just, you know, and my daughter started coming forth and started communicating in dreams and, you know, she started like whispering to me and showing me a different way. And I've always known there's three children there, two girls and a boy, but the boy was like way, 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 way down the line. And a lot of people suggested for me to try IVF, but because like yourself, I'm natural, I'm organic, I'm all of this, I don't do IVF. And I was carrying a lot of dogma around IVF that for some reason those souls aren't as evolved and they aren't, you know, whatever. So IVF was never part of my process and I just kept continuing and um, my baby just kept communicating with me and, and the messages are so outrageously clear that you cannot deny them. And it got to the point where I would just stop telling people about these messages because they think I was making it up. I could write an entire book on spirit baby messages, right? Yeah. My daughter told me what she wanted to be called. She would come to me in dreams and the next day, I'd, you know, something would show up from that dream and, you know, it just went on and on and on and on. And as the years went on and I still didn't conceive, I kind of got resentful. I was like, F you, you're coming to me in all these dreams, you're showing up, then where the hell are you? Where are you? Right? Where are you? And I realised there was a lot of things that I wanted to do in my life and I was just waiting to get pregnant. I was waiting to get pregnant. So the freedom and liberty of going, you know what, you're there, I'm just going to live my life. And I lived my best life and I became this version of myself and I focused on Surf the Wild Woman and all these things happened. And then it was still my daughter communicating with me. And then fast forward, you know, to around the seven and a half year mark and I had a dream. And for the very first time in eight years, my son actually came forward and he said to me, Mama, you weren't ready to hear it before now, but I want to be born with IVF. It's part of my soul contract to come to the planet through IVF. And I was like, what? No. Not me. I'm the same way. I'm embarrassed to admit, but I'm like, I I don't care. I will never do IVF. (laughs) Not doing it. And it's like, that's how I'm coming to the planet. And my son told me that, you know, the souls who are being born with IVF are choosing to be born this way because when a egg and a sperm unite inside the body, There's some sort of spark that happens. This is the best way I can understand it. There's some sort of spark that happens that sets the karma and the lineage and all that. But in IVF, they sort of sidestep that process. So they're coming to the planet without karma, right? So they're coming to the planet on a mission and they're coming not carrying that karma and that dogma and all of that ancestral bull dust that they don't want to bring forth. Wow. my son said to me, I want to be born with IVF. So I was like, okay. And I really had to dig deep for a few months and I really had to process a lot of this old emotion and stuff I was carrying around this process. And, you know, at this time I'm 40 years old. So I started contacting IVF clinics. They're like, oh, you're too old. You won't conceive. You're too old. And I was like, no, I'm not. And because they weren't able to access the realm that I was accessing, which is the realm of limitlessness, mm-hmm. for them to say I'm too old, I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not. Like, I knew that what they were saying, they couldn't see what I could see. So I tried and tried and tried and, oh, no, you're too old, you're too this, you're too that, you know, and I was like, "Mm, this isn't working. And I found a clinic that was three hours away and my husband's parents have a beach house up north. So I called this clinic and I said, 
because I wanted to do a minimum stimulation cycle, which is like really small amount of hormone. And that was the reason they were telling me I was too old, right? Mm-hmm. And this one doctor I found, and he said, look, I'll give it a go. Yeah, there's no such thing as impossible. You know, it's all around chances. And IVF really, we're aiming to increase your chances. So anyway, I went up to this clinic and there's all these palm trees and I'm driving down the road to the clinic. And I just knew, I was like, this is my spot. It was just yeah. so tropical and I drive in, I meet the doctor and I sit down and my heart just went like open like this. And I was like, yep, this is my man. This is my man. And the first cycle that we did, like I, it was delivered to me on a magic carpet. Like I couldn't believe how everything just rolled in and it was so synchronous and it was just amazing. It was like rolled out amazingly. So there was no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to conceive. So you can imagine my absolute horror when I had the the egg retrieval and they got four eggs. And then the next day the clinic called me and said, none of the eggs fertilized. And I was like, what? Like I was so, like it even just, it brings up tears for me because I was like, oh my God, I was so divinely orchestratedly led to this that what the hell, how did this fail after all of that? And after following all of those signs, how did I not get pregnant? And I realized very quickly, very quickly, actually, that this was part of my growth and part of my ability that I'm going to help millions of other women because had I conceived the very first time that I tried with IVF, I would have been missing a very crucial layer that I didn't know existed. The grief and trauma that can arise after going through all of that and still not conceiving was trauma that I was not experienced in and, you know, going through. It was something that I wasn't expecting. And straight away, I'm like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have surfed that day. I shouldn't have did. And I was like, you know what? Stop the guilt. Let it go. You did nothing wrong. So I allowed myself to go there and I allowed myself to really feel this grief. And I have a program that I've created around, you know, going through this grief and allowing yourself to experience this trauma. And it can also be every month when you get your period, the same thing can occur. It's this grief process that one must go through. So anyway, I went through the process. Another couple of months went by. I didn't know if I was going to um, have another IVF journey. I was just allowing myself, you know, the, the time to heal. And then I had another dream. And in my dream, my little boy came to me and says, I'm ready now. And he said, but first we have to go choose something. And we went down into this like tunnel and I realized that I was inside my ovaries. I was like, oh, I'm in my ovaries. And there was these millions of eggs going, like swaying like this. And I was standing there holding my son's hand at the doorway of my ovaries with all these eggs going like this. And my son yelled out, who wants to be me? And all of the eggs parted ways. And this one golden egg just came up and went, this one golden egg just rose from all of the other eggs. And this priestess appeared and she walked up and grabbed the egg and she put it in this beautiful crystal box. And she walked down this red carpet where all the other eggs were going like this and she walked down this carpet and she handed the box to my son and he just like looked at it and then looked at me and said this is me and I was like okay this was interesting so then I did the next IVF cycle and you know it was crazy because I only got one egg 
And they were being very negative around, oh, you've only got one egg. And I was like, this is my golden egg. I know it. I know this is my son. This is my son. This is my golden egg. So, I, you know, I'm when they, they suggested, the clinic suggested to allow, you know, because they can, I don't know if you know the process of IVF, you can let an egg go to, or an embryo, once it's fertilised, go to two days and then put it in. Or a better chance of conceiving is to let the embryo go to five days, right? Mm-hmm. But because I only had the one, the, ho- the hospital suggested that I put it in at two days because it's got a better chance of surviving inside the body than outside the body, right? So I, you know, I danced for that embryo. I did a moon blessings and prayers and I just really like, you know, I, you know, I welcomed it back into my body and I can't wait to meet you. And then my husband and I went into the clinic and there's not a soul on this earth that couldn't tell me it wasn't a cosmic conscious conception because as they were putting the embryo back into my womb, my husband and I held hands and we locked eyes. And as the embryo went in, I knew instantaneously that I was pregnant. Like, and that was it. And wow, like two weeks later, I was pregnant. Like I knew, of course, in the clinic, like, oh my God, you're 41 years old. You only have one egg. We can't believe it. <laughs> Look at me adjusting myself over here. Like what? Yeah. So that was, wow. you know, and now that-, that was a long-winded story, but it was important to share. It's so important. I'm on the edge of my seat, quite literally. That's why I had to get back up on it. Wow. And so that golden egg, that was a dream one night or a vision and meditation? A dream. Oh, my gosh. And here he is. So how did pregnancy go? Well, the pregnancy, um, it was interesting to get to that place and finally be pregnant. I had hyperemesis gravidarum. I don't know if you know what that is. No, what is that? absolutely severe like bedridden morning sickness like can't get out of bed just vomiting all day all night 24 hours a day seven days a week it's like you've got the worst hangover in the history of hangovers um and that lasted for about 20 weeks Twenty two zero. yep oh did you lose weight how did you survive that um I didn't lose weight but I didn't put any on either so I don't know how I didn't lose weight because literally all I could eat was bread, yeah. bread and more bread. Um, you know, so that was really challenging. And then, um, you know, the next trimester, this, you know, through to the end of the pregnancy was okay. But then towards the end of the pregnancy, I started having a lot of problems with my eyes and um, I couldn't explain it, but I was having all these like visions and swirls and, you know, lots of crazy things in my eyes. And to me, I felt like I was going through a fifth dimensional sight upgrade. I couldn't explain it to other people, but I knew that my sight was being upgraded. I had planned a home birth with my son, but just hours before going into labour, I couldn't see. My vision was um, taken and I was blinded. Completely black. It was not completely black, but I couldn't see. And, and there was like tiny little like, and everything was like jumping around and there was like eight of everyone. And I, it was like, I, yeah, I was, I had to keep my eyes closed because I was just constantly vomiting. It was just this really um, terrible experience. And my worst nightmare was to be uh, 10 days over my birthing time and to be in hospital because 
I, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything in my mind that suggested that I was not going to have a home birth. I was having a home birth. It was nothing that was going to get me to hospital. So being in the hospital was my worst nightmare. And um, I didn't like the way that the hospital were treating me because they were investigating me for having a stroke. And they kept saying they were going to give me an MRI, give me an MRI, but they never did. And then all of a sudden, like, bang, I went into labour. There was no, like, lead-up birthing waves. It was like, boom, you know, straight away contractions, you know, two minutes apart, one minute in duration. And I said, look, I'm in labour. You know, I need to transfer over to the maternity ward. And (laughs) the male doctor said to me, oh, well, this is your first baby. So how about we hook you up to a machine, just really see if you're in labour. And I'm like, I'm in (laughs) labour, as you can imagine. And, And, you know, I still couldn't see. And, look, I didn't like the way the hospital were treating me, so I actually checked out a hospital against medical advice and, I came back home and my midwife arrived. And in the meantime, my midwife had been called by the hospital and they said, look, this girl is having a stroke. You have to get her back to the hospital. And my midwife came in and she said, look, you didn't tell me you were being investigated for a stroke. I don't have the skills or the experience to support you. So you have to go back to the hospital. Um, And I just didn't want to go. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't, I I can birth this baby. I know I can birth this baby. And um, even though I couldn't see, I knew, I knew that my son, I was traveling very, very, very far to get my son. And for whatever reason, I needed to be blind, right? And she put her hands on my shoulder and she said, you are a strong, powerful woman and you can do anything. And we're going to be in our own private birthing suite. We're just going to have backup if we need to. So we went back to the hospital and the labour was very fast. My son was born. I birthed my son, you know, drug-free, just like I wanted to, blind with primal power I didn't know existed. And um, post-birth, it took several months for my sight to fully restore and my balance to restore, all the while trying to have a newborn baby. And then when my sight did restore, I had vision that I didn't have before. I could now see the realm between realms. I could see the unseen. So I know there's the hospital would say I had a stroke in my pineal gland, believe it or not, but I know I had a fifth dimensional sight upgrade. And my son, this powerful little being, he took me to that place. Wow. And the only way he could was to take your eyesight. Yes. So were you ever diagnosed with anything? Yeah, I got diagnosed with having a stroke. In your pineal gland? Yeah. <gasps> Which is third eye. Right. Wow. Belle, what? I know, I, right? Please tell me you're writing a book or like well, not, so- not, not yet, but post this post birth and like having a newborn, this is when I've created all this content. So with this new site and this new expanded vision, my son took me to the underworld. He took me to the underworld of my soul to release all the old parts of myself that were no longer valid so that I could be reborn, this phoenix, right? Yeah. He took me to this place. And that's why there is no, there's no feeling sorry for people. The fact that I had a stroke and I still had to birth in the hospital, that all happened as my son's final gift to me so that I could birth this version that was going to serve the planet. You know, looking at your birth chart, you have Saturn in the fifth house. Saturn is the planet of tough life lessons. Fifth house is the house of children, birthing, pregnancy, conception. It's all a life lesson to help you evolve on your soul's spiritual path. 
So I was very curious to hear your story, given that's your birth chart. But wow. So you you got your vision back. Your pineal gland is okay. Yep. And now you can just see beyond the 3D. Oh, I mean, I could always see beyond 3D, but I can see up to 12D now. I can yeah. see beyond so, the realms. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, that it goes 5D, that's nothing. It goes beyond, well beyond that, right? You know, and, you know, it gets even, I mean, I, literally I could just go on and on and on and on. And after my son was born, you know, I haven't really had many alien interactions in my life, but after my son was born, these giant insectoid kind of beings started coming to visit me. And I was like, who the hell are these things? And yeah. they are mantis beings. And mm-hmm. I learned very quickly that my son is a star seed from the mantis, mantis beings, which is like, I've got my ah. little mantis here. You can see Let my little see. mantis. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. You know, in my, in my Akashic Records reading I just had before this, she told me that my firstborn, and she said I was going to have two. They were trying to come in. They were star seeds. So, what is your definition of a star seed? It's just beings who have never been on Earth before. Um, not necessarily, never been on Earth, because I would absolutely consider myself a star seed, and I've been here over ten thousand times. So, yeah, it, um, you know, no, I think I think a lot of these higher dimensional children coming through it probably is their first time in an Earth suit or an Earth body. Yeah. Um, but a star seed is a being that's coming from another planet. So they might be from Sirius, they might be from Acturus, they might be from uh, the Mantis. They're, they're different, you know, star seed beings that are volunteering mm-hmm. to come to the planet to help in the collective evolution of humanity and the shift from 3D to 5D consciousness. And I hear so many people say, oh, I wouldn't bring a child into this earth. It's cruel. It's like, are you serious? It's these children that are coming forth that are elevating the planet. They are the cavalry of light who have arrived to, you know, usher humanity into a new dawning of consciousness. Uh, Yeah, I hear that all the time too. And the sad part is I hear that from people who would make the best parents ever and raise their kids in such a conscious community. And they're sadly the ones that are like, nope, no way. And I'm like, but you don't understand that we need you. We need those volunteers right now more than ever. So I'm sure yeah. that's just their own ego shadow work that they have to deal with. But yeah, well, they haven't, you know, they haven't got there yet. And, you know, I'm sure I'm a lot more awake than I was 10 years ago. But in 20 years time, I'm going to think now, you know what I mean? Consciousness and evolving, it's an ongoing process. You don't all of a sudden say, oh, I'm evolved. Yeah, it's just going to be probably for the rest of our time on Earth. We're just going to keep on evolving and evolving and evolving. Yeah. So in Walter's book, I love how he explains that spirit babies appear to him as green orbs in someone's aura or someone's energy field. Is that what you see when you look at people? No, I don't. I'm not, uh, I'm not clairvoyant in that way. I'm mm-hmm. audience, clairsentient, claircognance. I have a, just a knowing. It's just like the vibrational sense of the feeling. Yeah. So that, that's the other thing about communicating with your spirit baby, which is really important. Everyone has a different access sense that's a primary access sense. So some people, when they say, oh, I can't meditate because they're just trying to visualize, right? But they might not be clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. They need to bring in smell and taste and touch and mm-hmm. hearing and sounds. So your baby might communicate with you in dreams. Your baby might communicate with you in visions. Your baby might communicate with you in just knowing. You might feel there's lots of different ways that your baby communicates and you might be someone who's clairsentient, but your baby might be clairvoyant. So there's a little bit of figuring out 
well, how's my baby trying to get through to me? Ah, good point. And we all have access. You know, I'm sure there's people listening right now saying, well, how can I become clairvoyant or clairsentient? We all, we're all born with that gift, right? No one's like outlandishly special. We all have it. Absolutely. We all have it. And it's just being willing to, you know, almost train it and be willing to work with it. It's a muscle you have to use. That's right. Now you keep mentioning that you had a daughter, but you never had her. No, it was really interesting. So my daughter was the very vocal one, right? She was the one that was communicating. And if she had her way, she would have probably been here all that time ago. But my son, he is the little shaman. And I realized, you know, right, you know, just prior to him coming through, that it had been him all along. It had been him all along that chose the house where I lived. It had been him all along. And all the little signs and synchronicities they didn't actually present themselves until eight years later. And then I could look back in hindsight and go, oh, my God, it's always been him. He was always meant to be first. I just didn't know it. I just yeah. didn't know it. he was the one that was facilitating this entire transformation that I was going through. He was the leader. It was him all along. So he is your daughter and your daughter is him. No, no. My daughter's still there. It was oh. always my son. It was always my son that was supposed to come through first. My daughter's been like, "Let me at it, let me at it, let me come." But he's like, "No, no, no, you're not going yet, right?" I go first. Yet. He's been holding her back. It's always been him who was going to come, and his signs and his—that's what I was talking about—the way that they communicate. My daughter communicates like me, right? It's very easy for me to access her dreams and visions, and because she communicates the same way I do. But my son. He communicates differently. He communicates on a higher multidimensional shaman level. And I didn't know it at the time until right towards the end that he had always been communicating just in a very different way. My daughter's still coming. I was going to say, what? so what, what about her? Where is she at? When is she coming? <laughs> She's still coming. She's still yeah. coming. Probably, uh, probably next year. Who knows? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I can kind of just feel that they're going to be very close in age. Yeah, probably next year, you know. Um, I feel around June maybe, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, my son um, doesn't really like sleeping. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's my next question is after all this time of just the crying every month when you got your period, the visions, all of that, to finally hold him in your arms and when you could eventually see him, smell him, activate all his senses, what did that feel like? It, it felt like. It was almost surreal, you know, and it was like um, I always knew that my you know, baby was there and it was like because, um, you know, time's not linear. It's multidimensional, right? And it was like I quantum leaped to that moment and I'd quantum leaped there so many times, but it was like my linear self finally caught up with that quantum leaping self, right? So it felt really surreal to finally be there and be living a future moment that I had experienced so many times. And I had to like pinch myself because I always knew I was going to get there, but I finally like got there. My gosh. So do you ever just hold him and look at him and look in his eyes and think, I've known you for a long time? Oh, for sure. You know, and it's hilarious because I've been keeping a journal this whole time. So when he's 10 years old, if he ever says, I didn't choose to come here, I'd be like, yeah, you did. Look, you said it is proof. (laughs) In 2018, you sent me this message, right? You want to be born with IVF. (laughs) I love it. You know, part of, I'm sure you've read Walter's book, Spirit Babies, right? I have. 
Yes. Yeah. And I like the stories where some couples, they, they say, I'm going to have a daughter and I know her name and we've already bought her a pink onesie and they don't get pregnant because their spirit baby is like, no, I'm a boy. Once you acknowledge that I'm a boy and give me a different name, then I'll come through. Do you believe yes. in that? Yes, absolutely. I do. And, you know, I got a surprise myself because when my son presented himself to me in the dream, um, it was interesting because I always saw my son with blue eyes. So when my son was born and his eyes were like this deep blue, but then they sort of started turning like they were going to go brown. I was like, no, they're going to be blue. For sure they're going to be blue. No, they're as brown as brown as brown can be. So I'm like, you know, sometimes I think they can show you what they think you want to see. Ah, what they think you want to see. So what advice would you have for people in the Lightworkers Lounge community who may want to be mothers or fathers someday and connecting spiritually with that child? It would just be the intention to do so. It, it doesn't have to be this big, oh, I'm going to meditate. It's literally just setting the intention. Hey, spirit baby, I'd like, I'd like to meet you. I'm mama, you know. Can you show yourself to me? And just being open and willing to see what comes. And generally, the first thing that comes is your baby will send you a totem of some kind. So it could be a symbol. It could be a song. It could be a, an animal or an insect. My daughter always sent me dragonflies. So whenever I would see a dragonfly, I'd be like, oh, hey. There hello. she is. Oh, there my she God. Is hello. And my son sent me ladybugs. So... It's just like you, when you see them, you're like, and it doesn't have to be assigned to anyone else. Mm-hmm. It just has to mean something to you because you might tell someone, oh, there's a dragonfly. My daughter's talking to me and someone will be like, you're crazy. But if it's assigned to you, it's a You'll sign. Feel it. Yep. You'll Thank feel you. It. I always tell people that it's not a coincidence if you feel, well, how do I know it was a sign? I said, you'll feel it. It'll, it'll stop you in your tracks. You know, uh, I used to live in a tree house down here in the Florida Keys before I met oh, my partner wow. who I live with now. Oh, it's so beach vibe. You probably would have loved it. Very surf the wild women style. It was yeah. awesome. But once my spirit baby started to come to me, she, and I say she, because I just know it's a girl. She sent me a painted bunting. Have you ever heard of those? No. A painted bunting is a rainbow tie-dye bird. They're one of the, it's the rarest bird in North America. I didn't even know they were down here in the Florida Keys, but I always left the door open in my treehouse. I love the ocean breeze coming in. And one night I was just laying in bed reading and I heard wings flap and I looked up and that tie-dye rainbow bird just sitting in the corner of my room staring at me. I thought, does anybody, there's nobody here, but holy shit, this is the rarest bird. And I just knew, I just knew. Wow. And do you feel like it's your partner now or is that too much of a big question? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's my partner now. Excellent. Amazing. Isn't it crazy how you just know? Yes, you just know. And, and, you know, like I went through that. I I went through that with my husband. I thought, oh, is he not the one? Am I with the wrong man? And my soul's like, no, you're with the right man. This is just your job. Yeah, that's a really good point to bring up because like I told you in the beginning of the show, I was I was with the wrong person. And there was many times where I was like, why am I trying? Why am I opening my womb to let this potentially come in. What am I doing? And finally, I got the courage enough once I talked to my spirit babies to say enough is enough. Like, stop this. Yeah. And I guess I, I'd like to say too, like if, if you don't get pregnant, you know, and you see pregnant women and you feel guilty or you feel bad, if you see a pregnant woman, just look at it as your proximity to pregnant women that your turn's coming. Like it's a, a goddess wink from the universe that like, hey, your turn's coming. 
Oh. And you see them and you're like, I want to put my proximity to pregnant women. My turn's coming. I just like building that excitement inside yourself. And it's like, oh, yes, my turn soon, right? I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, I uh, one of my good friends from high school, she was always, since we were teenagers, she always said, I don't want to be a mom. I have no desire. Don't like kids for whatever reason. And then about a year ago, she texted me. She lives in Hawaii, actually. She texted me and said, I just watched a documentary about giving birth and I can't stop crying. I want to be a mom. And then the first time trying her and her partner got pregnant and she's due any day. And my best friend is pregnant right now too. Giving birth on or her due date is two twenty one twenty one, And I'm like, I'm surrounded by, and of course my old self would be like, Oh, I'm 31. Don't have like anything on the radar. When's it going to be my turn? But now I, I just fills me with joy. Cause like you said, it's a wink from the universe. Like look what you're surrounded by. Well, look in the new paradigm, age is not a number. Like as we're evolving into our light bodies, age is, you know, like we are going to be seeing a lot of older, older mothers. It's not, it's not like old oh, 31, my biological, t- you know, clock's over. No, that's not, you know, I was 42 when I conceived my son. And yes, I conceived with IVF, but I conceived with IVF because that's what how my son wanted to be birthed mm-hmm. and conceived. My daughter's not coming through IVF. I know that. She yeah. wants to be conceived differently. So, you know, you you can carry a baby and conceive a baby if you believe that you can. Yeah. And look, I'm sure there'll be some doctors who think, oh my God, that's you know, that's incorrect information. Mm-hmm. But you have to trust it and feel it in every cell of your being yes. and just know it. It's energetic. And you know, you're right. Western med, they do not empower women with birth and pregnancy exception. They do not. I was just, I went to a regular OBGYN a couple of weeks ago. And when they asked, are you trying to get pregnant? And I said, no, not yet. And they said, well, you're turning 32 soon. You better get on it. Your eggs are getting old. I thought, I feel great. I just got a perfect checkup. Like, I'm not that your eggs are getting old. Like, you know, they tried telling me when I was overdue with my overdue, you know, like it's an estimation date. And they tried, they wanted to induce me because they were like, your placenta's getting old. I'm like, what's oh, that? Not. They're like, oh, it's not going to be feeding the baby. I'm like, no, it's not. It's oh not getting gosh. old. Yeah. Fine. So for everybody listening to that, if you want to be a mom someday in your 30s, 40s, you're not too old. Please don't listen to doctors. Listen to yourself. Be well, real. You're too old if you believe you're too old. Yes. Right? But yes. if you believe that you are vibrant and healthy and that there's a soul that wants to be born and birthed through you, don't let anyone tell you otherwise because you have access to a realm. And that's the other thing I want to talk about. There are infinite timelines and infinite possibilities available to you at any given time. Yeah, there, there absolutely probably is a possibility in a realm where you don't have a baby. But there's also 10 possibilities in realms where you do. Which one do you want to line up with? Get on that frequency and watch it happen. That's it. And and you get on that frequency by just going, I'm going that way. That's where I'm going. Yeah. And um, catch you on the flip side. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Belle, do you do like one-on-one coaching with people? Do you do readings? What, what do you have to offer to the listeners? Well, coming up in February, on February 11th of the new moon, check out my website, surfthewildwoman.com, and there is tons of content on the website that you can learn to connect with your spirit baby. There is, you know, downloadable meditations. There's some free stuff if you want to try it out and just see. There's some bigger programs. It's all virtual and online at the moment, and we have a private Facebook page where you can then communicate and share your dreams and share all the communications that you're having with your spirit baby and you can read other people's, you know, so that you can know that 
actually, you're not crazy. You are actually communicating with your spirit baby. I also have a program, you know, obviously because dear to my heart, it's called IVF Made Magical because when I was going through IVF, um, I received a lot of doom and gloom. And part of the dogma that I was carrying around IVF was everyone I had spoken to said IVF is a horrible process. IVF, the, the hormones are horrible. It's hard on your marriage. It's blah, 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 blah. You know, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do IVF, I'm not going into it with that mentality. I am not doing it that way. You change your frequency. And I was looking for a program online that would like where science and magic could meet together to bring forth these new high dimensional results. And it didn't exist. And that's why I created this program. So it's a 28 day program. It's set up to go through, you know, the IVF cycle and it's to really welcome the medicine of IVF into your body, to welcome the hormones, to direct your body to select the most adventurous, the most courageous, the most ready eggs. It's really where science and magic meet together to bring forth your soul and to just let go of all the rules around you too. Oh, don't eat this, don't do that. Da, 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 da. So, you know, I'm really excited about people trying out that program because I did the program myself the second time when I did IVF and it was I did not have any side effects I did not have any of the anything what people talk about like it was actually a beautiful cosmic conscious conception in every place I can't wipe this smile off my face because I'm just imagining all the women who are going to email us after listening to this episode <laughs> saying guess what it worked I'm yeah, pregnant it worked. And to really like, there's a, you know, a whole part of the process is like, okay, the doctors are going to take the, you know, the eggs out, out of your body and then to welcome them back in and to let the eggs know beforehand, okay, the doctors are going to take you out, but you can trust them. They're going to make you into embryos. And when you come back, I'm going to welcome you and honor you with like the biggest heart joint. I can't wait to meet you when you come back in, right? And this is what's lacking in IVF, especially because they're very, masculine process it's very cold it's very clinical we are bringing the feminine and the magic back into what's a very clinical masculine you know yeah process such a beautiful way of putting it oh bell thank you so much for coming on lightworkers lounge i know this episode is going to help so many current mamas potential mamas even fathers out there so thank you thank you for having me i know i talk a lot i've got so much to say about this topic my god i talk You've got to come back on the show. I'd love to. I think my favorite part of my conversation with Belle was what she said about IVF and how those babies come to the planet without any karma. Wow. Because I, I was one of those, just like her. I was like, oh, hell no. Well, I have a test tube baby, and I know that's so judgmental. I know. And since speaking with Belle, I've totally reframed how I view IVF and, you know, pregnancy. I'm just such, come on. I was a holistic health coach. I'm all about holistic things, and I still think it's so bizarre, and it's so hard to live in a world where people accept this as normal. Like, ask our grandparents. I was born in 88. Ask your grandparents. Were there infertility clinics on every block? They'd be like, no, I could look at my partner and get pregnant because it was so easy for them. Why isn't it easy for us? That could be a whole other podcast episode, but 
I really hope you listening to this gained some new insight with Spirit Babies. I really hope you read that book, Spirit Babies, by Walter McKitchen. I'll add it to the show notes. I will add all of Belle's information, where to find her, how to work with her, in the show notes as well. And thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. I can't believe we're back. It really feels like I never left. If you guys want to find us, you know where to go, at Lightworkers Lounge on Instagram. Come say hello on my personal account if you want to be friends, part of the Instagram fam, at Stephanie's underscore Destiny. And hey, you know those Friday bonus chats I mentioned on the first episode of Season 2? Go subscribe to those. Every Friday, I'm going to give an energetic update, both intuitively but also looking at the stars, since I am now an Applied Astrology Level 2 graduate from Deborah Silverman School. So go subscribe to those when you go to lightworkerslounge.podbean.com and click on any Friday bonus chat to subscribe. It's $9.99 a month, as always, and you can always cancel anytime you want and come back and cancel. And come back and cancel. So go subscribe for our Friday energy reports. Special shout out to Soul Rising. We use his song The Light for the intro to the podcast. We also use the Way Too Many Feels. That's Kiara's song, Feels. You can find those songs and more featured on the show and on our Instagram on our Spotify playlist of the month. It's called Lightworkers Lounge playlist of the month just find it on spotify check it out follow us jam out with us and i love soul rising he is the best go check him out too on instagram at soul rising he's dj soul rising he makes a lot of music for people to make yoga videos too it's so good in fact i'm gonna end this podcast with one of his songs that is on my current favorites playlist called beauty everywhere chill out zone out to this song let it take you away to communicate with your spirit babies spirit babies of the past spirit babies who are here in 3d with you and future spirit babies that you will meet one day soon sending you guys so much love from my motorhome in charleston south carolina and beyond i will see you next wednesday goodbye